Hey folks, this is Fortune Edwards of the Billion Hub, and I welcome you all to this week's episode of The Imprint. Like I always say, it's always a wonderful thing to share value-driven information with you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Weeks ago, we started a new series titled The Trading Series. You know, we kicked off with an introduction to the three major financial markets. The following week, we had about nine traders share their journey in trading, myself included, and it was awesome. Then went you know, steps further in this trading series and we talked about common mistakes forex traders make, the big players, the traders mindset, risk management in crypto and last week we had Investor NK of the Palm Academy come to talk to us about handling liquidations. You see, I'm of the belief that understanding how to control your emotions when trading might spell the difference between success and failure. So your mental state has a huge influence on your judgment, especially if you are new to trading. And maintaining a cool demeanor is essential for constant trading. So in this episode here, we discuss the effect of one emotion many traders often ignore, overconfidence. And you know, overconfidence is one bad emotion you should not have because it affects both novices and expert traders as well as people who have been in game just for a short while. So it affects everybody basically. And so tonight I'll be discussing overconfidence, how it affects novice and expert traders, as well as some tips on how to manage it. So while the conversation is ongoing, if you have any questions, you can just tweet with hashtag AskTheImprint, then ask your question. So in trading, yeah, we've all had our moments, the ups, the downs, the wins, the losses, fear, euphoria, overconfidence, greed, name it, all the emotions you can think of, name it. But there's one thing that kills faster than you can imagine in trading. Kills your account, literally. Overconfidence. Now, trading aside for a bit, you know that moment when you win something or maybe you got into a fight and then you won and then you started feeling like assistant superman, you started feeling unstoppable. You know, you start assuming that you can beat anybody, you can win anybody, nobody can beat you. That's a bad feeling, very bad feeling because more often than not, yeah, because of the overconfidence and too much belief in yourself, in your skills, you may skip some necessary processes and end up eventually losing that fight. It happens to so many traders. You win one trade and then you start calculating how you are going to win the next 10 trades even before you execute. And then you already imagine how you, you know, spend the money to probably get a new ride or pop champagnes in the club or you know, do whatever you do best when you have money. Now, it becomes worse if you now win the next trade, you know, you won one trade or you're already very confident of yourself. Now, it becomes worse when you now win the next trade because now euphoria has taken over fully, over excitement, fuja, overconfidence steps in. And then the bad part is that you now start executing without proper analysis. That's a very, very bad emotion or feeling any trade that you have. See, like I said in today's intro, yeah, overconfidence is typically defined by an exaggerated belief in one's own trading ability. Like believe so much in yourself now don't get me wrong here being self-assured or being confident is essential for being a good trader because you need you know to be sure of your analysis your systems you know have that trust but the moment that thing is getting too much overconfidence and overconfidence is basically believing too much in yourself believing that you know everything about the market and that there's no chance for you to lose that is exactly what overconfidence is believing that you cannot lose you cannot take a loss that everything sure that Overconfident traders typically get them into problems. How? They start trading bigger lot sizes, bigger position sizes, using higher leverages than they are used to. And they tend to continue trading in the same direction, even after being stopped out by the market. For example, you know, took a trade, probably a buy on 
let's say you longed FTM USD and then you took a loss but because you are like ah well this thing this thing is supposed to buy normal it's not wrong if you know get back into the market after taking loss no it's not wrong but it's wrong when you get back into the market after taking a loss without proper analysis of why you lost the first trade how you can make the other trade better the moment you just lose and then you're jumping back into the market because you feel like come on i know suppose that is overconfident there so continuing to trade in the same direction after taking a loss is one thing you should not be doing and for proceed to deal with you know how you can manage your confidence how you can handle your confidence let's talk about how do you even know if you have overconfidence because i know there are some traders that have overconfidence but they don't know that they have overconfidence right? because they just feel like oh yeah a normal thing now if i don't chop loss make i just try and tamak it again you know they just feel like it's normal but it's actually not normal how do you now actually know you have overconfidence how do you know you have overconfidence trader first if you are the trader that always assume that you know everything that there is to know about the market and that you have nothing more to learn then you are an overconfident trader because you believe too much in your system and your abilities you are not even willing to learn you somebody probably posts an analysis in the community for example or probably gives an opinion on a trade idea or something basically and then maybe the person says this thing is going to buy black like, or i like this thing to sell i don't talk i don't analyze you could say you're not even ready to work on other people's ideas and see things through their own lenses once you are in that state once you ever assume you know everything there is to know about the market and that you have nothing more to learn you are an overconfident trader another thing for you to decide or know you are an overconfident trader is when you believe that you are always correct and that it is the market that is wrong whenever you take a loss <laughs> there are traders like this so surprisingly that they be like come on a line in the market in the market they will, i mean come think of it this is a market where you are the minority people who control this market they control almost 90 percent even even more than of this market and then whenever you are wrong you're not like a lie like them they run with you come on so the moment you step into the shoes of believing that you are always correct and that the market is wrong that is overconfidence there you're not even willing to relax and you know reassess your methods your approach to the market number three way to know your overconfidence is when you try to predict where the market will go or how the market will respond to a certain news event you be like come on nfp non-vampire because nfp is like a news event that comes out first right of every month in the forex market so it affects it shakes the whole market basically especially usd pairs usd pairs card pairs basically so let's say nfp comes out here and you're like oh more the way this market it go this nfp now buy now buy go market go fly don't talk out once you start seeing this thing trust me overconfidence and stepping so you, that's when you need to know more you like say i don't need to get mine for this market so these are things you know you see in your trading behavior for you to know that you are an overconfident trader once you see yourself trying to you know predict where the market to go or respond to a news event and you stand on your opinion you are not willing to change even when the market starts selling you are like this thing will see by the results the unemployment rates are lower than before and then you are arguing that's the way you know that you are becoming overconfident yeah and that thing you see in your behavior is if you find yourself trading more than you should or trading more than your trading rules allow you to because as a disciplined trader you should have trading rules you should as a disciplined trader so the moment you start stepping out of your game stepping out of your boundaries of your limits you see yourself taking trades for example let's say your trading plan allows you to take five trades in a week and then at the end of the week you discover that you took 10 trades come on six seven yeah still you can say okay yeah the market brought some exciting opportunity that you could not just let go fine yeah we are humans emotions definitely but the moment you start 
doubling the numbers you are supposed to be doing. Come on, that's over trading. And that way you know you're over trading is when you start taking trades with far larger lot sizes or let's say leverage, you know, if you're a futures trader. So once you start taking trades with far larger position size on a single trade and you have previously used because you are certain that the market will you know, go your way, just know you're over trading. BTC, for example, now I checked out BTC this evening and I saw BTC, you know, did like a liquidity run on the lows around 28k thereabouts wiped everything and started buying let's say for example yeah you were setting about the buy you analyze and you're going to buy then you say more positive buy i'm going all in and putting on my position look that is overconfidence because you are just too certain that this thing will go your way that you are not even willing to you know let go you just want to go all in that's overconfidence right there so when you see these things you're trading people that's when you know you're an overconfident trader last one is like i mentioned before you get stopped out of the market and then you are jumping back in because you just believe that you cannot be wrong that is overconfidence there so once you see yourself exhibiting this kind of wrong behaviors you know you see these things in your trading behavior that is when you know you're over trading you see sticking to and following your risk management principles is actually the best strategy to cope with overconfidence in trading risk management is one thing that can really keep you in check in overconfidence when you are overconfident in your trading because when you believe you know something trust me in this trading game the moment you start believing you know something just know you actually don't know that thing that's it the moment you start seeing that oh ah, more this thing don't work out too well you know this thing just know that that's when you should actually pump the brakes because if you continue in that direction slowly overconfidence will creep in to creep in overconfidence doesn't just come it creeps in definitely over time over time you win one trade and you win the second trade you win the third trade you win the fourth trade fifth and you're like how oh, maybe like say i don't feel this for this market you have a winning streak of five I took a course last year in December, a trading course, and the guy that taught the course basically said something. He said, anytime you win, just know you are closer to a loss than before. So anytime you win, know that you are closer to a loss. And anytime you lose, know that you are closer to a win. So it goes both ways. But this time around, I'll be focusing on, you know, the negative part. So anytime you win a trade, just know that you are closer to a loss. So once you have this at the back of your mind, you'll be forced to step into your risk management game. When a person gains against confidence, they are more inclined to take on greater risk or hunt for you know, more profitable chances in the market because they now believe that they cannot lose. Now that is actually good because when you are confident, you are more inclined to take on greater risk. It's normal for humans, you know, emotions are normal. But when you get overconfident, you know, you start seeing yourself as invisible and fearless. You start seeing yourself as unstoppable. You start seeing yourself like Spider-Man, yeah, because that's how Spider-Man sees himself. I don't know if you've seen the, the most recent Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man believed that nothing can stop him. Even when Doctor Strange told him not to do some things and all that, he still went ahead. When you start feeling like a superhero, basically, just know that that's when you pump the brakes because overconfidence has stepped in. A trader who actually exhibits this kind of conduct believe that he has it all and can profit as long as he trades. Though it is every trader's wish to be confident when dealing with the markets, but it's not beneficial when such confidence surpasses the limit. Because, like I said, yeah, your confidence is supposed to be combined in a limit. So once you start stepping out of these limits, boom, that's overconfidence right there. Now, the issue is that when you have too much confidence, you start making illogical judgments. That's just the whole thing about overconfidence in trading. Trading aside, it's only in trading. In whatever you do, yeah, once you start seeing yourself as a god, in quotes, in that field, you start doing things that are not process oriented and that is the goal of whatever we do to attain consistency process oriented doing the same thing over and over and over again like i used to post on my status rinse and repeat 
Ubuntu over Chromedience comes in, Prince and Repeat just goes to hell on books and then you know you start making logical judgments. Now, here's the thing about overconfidence. Overconfidence in trading leads to overtrading. Yes, when you are overconfident in your trading, it leads to overtrading. Once you start having much confidence in yourself, you tend to trade beyond your limits, and that's actually the result of overconfidence. And you know, you put too much money on the table. Money you're not supposed to be putting on the table, money you're supposed to be risking. You see yourself putting that money on the table. And when the trade fails, boom, the reasonable part of your account is gone. So the thing is, when you don't manage overconfidence, yeah, it might keep you from becoming consistently profitable. So now let's go to the topic of the how to manage overconfidence. So now we know what overconfidence is. We know signs to look out for, for which to identify overconfidence in our trading character or in our trading behavior. So now how do we manage overconfidence? Keyword, manage. Now I didn't say how to overcome overconfidence. I didn't say how to eliminate overconfidence. I didn't say how to do without overconfidence. Why? I chose my words carefully. I said manage because confidence is an emotion. Overconfidence is an emotion. We are humans. We are beings. We are creatures with emotions. Now that's what makes the trading game even harder for us. The course I took last year, which I mentioned, the first word in the course that the guy said is that the average human is not wired to properly trade financial markets. You know, I would say this in a while again because that thing is so applicable to so many things. Because we are humans, for crying out loud, we are humans. That's why we have limitations. That's why you see some people create trading robots for themselves because, you know, robots are emotionless. It's what you programmed it. It's the system that's programmed it. That's what, you know, actually works. But it's that human effect in the market that actually makes the market dynamic. It makes the market unique, that human effect. So, yeah, I would never say how to eliminate overconfidence. I will never talk about eliminating a particular emotion. I can only tell you how to manage or how to control set risk management because overconfidence will definitely come in. Myself, I've gotten to that stage so many times so where I start feeling like, you know, a demigod in the market and then I'd be like, okay, I can lose. I've been doing 30%, 20% per month, back to back. This month, I was even climb 50. Now, I've had that feeling. I've had that thought so many times. But what keeps me in check is my risk management game. So establishing a strong set of risk management guidelines, keywords, strong set, that's the greatest method to counteract the form of this overconfidence bias. Now, such rules and mechanisms should encompass how many trades you allow yourself to take, how much of your account you are willing to risk on any one of these trades, and how much of your capital you are willing to lose before taking a break and reevaluating your trading approach. Myself, now I'm on the break in trading, not because I took a loss, but I saw that the month was coming to an end, the markets were becoming you know, steady, I could not just keep up with some you know, inefficiency in the market, so I had to leave for a while. So, yeah, trading breaks are important. That will probably be a topic on the input when to take break from trading but then like i said the major way to counteract overconfidence is setting solid risk management rules now your risk management rules should at the very least state the following one how many trades should hold at once okay it's very necessary because i cannot manage two trades simultaneously i won't even lie to you so when i see some people executing trades seven hundred trades at once i'm not going to mention names but the last reel on our ig on the imprint instagram check it out it bashed people that open multiple trades also so how many trades you should open at once is very important in your risk management rules knowing how many trades you hold at once second thing is how much of your account you are willing to put at risk with each trade for me i do 0.25 percent per trade yes surprisingly you know some mentors will tell you three percent per trade two percent one percent but me i do 0.25 because first of all i trade a large account and i know once this account goes down now if at all i'm going to over trade i know that yes if i win one trade for example you know, i do well and then i overconfidence comes upon me and then i get into the market again 
for the fact that I'm sticking to my risk management with 0.5%, I'm not going to get too hot because yeah, this is just 0.5% of my account. Just like having 100 Naira and then you're giving someone less than 1 Naira, that's like 25 Kobo or so. You're not really feeling anything. So that's why risk management is so important because even when you are going wrong, when you are stepping off the tracks, these are things that tend to keep your account in check. So yeah, you should decide how much of your account you're willing to put that risk into each trade. Third one is almost similar with this one, that is what position size you should use. Yeah. Now like this, there's a guy on school, yeah, Tosin. Tosin is a very, very good guy. I commend him so much, yeah. Although he has been in the market for a while, but he took a very long break from trading and then came back like a month or two ago and his persistence has been crazy. I won't lie to you, I must commend him. And there's one thing I love about his trading is that it sticks to a particular position size. If he's using 0.15 for every trade, he's using 0.15, no matter how his account is increasing. He probably reviews, you know, the lot size maybe every month or so, but for a while he just uses one lot size. For the fact that it's just one lot size you're using, yeah, you don't even think of increasing. So even if you're going to lose, it's not be more than the regular losses you pick on a normal day. This is why it's good that you know, decide on these things your risk management rules. Third thing that should be in your rule is what to do if a trade does not go as planned. Obviously, that one is simple. You already have a stop loss. So if a trade doesn't go as planned, you hit your stop loss, you get the hell out of the market. Yeah, easier said than done. Obviously, you said sometimes they trade not my stop loss. I know they agree come off for market because <laughs> you get like I said, it's in every trader. That overconfidence effects in every trader, especially when we win. But this risk management rules will keep you in check. Second to last thing you should have in your risk mind when to trade and when not to trade. Very, very important. For me, when not to trade is Mondays, early hours of Mondays, and then late hours of Fridays. Thursdays, Wednesdays, Tuesdays are very, very good times for me to trade because the markets have now become fluid. They probably have a direction they are heading to, that kind of thing. So, outline that when to trade and when not to trade. Because trust me, if you've stayed long in the market, you subconsciously realize that there are times when the market is not going your favor. Now, once you realize that these things happen frequently, mark out those times as when not to trade. Because if you go into the market those times, you realize that you are not really having an edge. So why should you even go into the market in the first place? Doing this helps you eliminate the effect of losses or overconfidence or over trading, as the case may be. Alright, so know when to trade, know when not to trade. Trade when you know the market favors you more often, you have an edge. Do not trade when you know take losses like me. Early Monday or more, I see those chop loss back to back, 1% down, 0.5% down. I've now understood myself. And this was actually a major reason why I took my trading break when I saw that. I know that Mondays are not my trading days, but I found myself in the markets on Mondays. Why? So I had to take a break from the markets and just push everything. I deleted MetaTrade for crying out loud. I deleted the app I used to, you know, execute my trades because I know if I don't delete this app, I will still go back. Yeah, even when I was in my break, I was still checking out trading view every now and then because I mean, the markets are my thing, universities are on strike, so there's really not much I can do apart from watch series. Right now, I'm watching Suits and I'm watching Game of Thrones again. That's not related with yeah, but I just felt I should mention. So, know when to trade, know when not to trade. Finally, know how much of your account you are ready to lose before you take a break. Very important thing, main traders do not. Main traders don't know when to stop. Like, they don't just know when they should, you know, pump the brakes. And not just pump the brakes, get the hell out of the car, out of the driver's seat. They don't know when to do that. And it should be your risk management plan. And how do you determine that? Very simple. Just have an amount, you know, that, okay, when I've lost this amount at once, I know drinking, I will go rest. Probably 5% of your account, probably 3%, probably 10%, as the case may be. But, you know, our advanced 5%. So, whenever you lose 5% of your account, probably in Day. just get out of the market take a break from the market a week or two and what are you doing this taking a break doesn't mean you are just zoning yourself out of the market no what you are doing is you are re-evaluating your approach to the market how you approach the market how you conduct your trade checking what went wrong what you did right and all of that so trust me if you want to improve your trading you must be willing to recognize when you are incorrect 
but our confidence might sometimes drive us to make judgments without fully considering the possibility that things will not go as planned. You know, we don't even think about the fact that this thing will not go well. That's one thing our confidence do to you. To never make you think that this thing, to just make you believe that 100% things will go well. And I mean, we've been in this market for a while. We know that things do not always go as planned. So you must realize that mistakes are unavoidable. Nice one. That's why I never said how to eliminate our confidence, but I said how to manage. These mistakes will always be there, trust me. But you just have to manage them, you know, cut down on how often they happen especially in the early stages of trading but that's all part of the learning process yeah we've all been through that stage some of us who have been trading for a while we know how it is so it's part of the learning process now unless we control our emotions we'll almost always lose money when trading many traders feel that it would be perfect if you could entirely disconnect your emotions from trading but unfortunately that is nearly impossible if i know nearly it is impossible you cannot you're human and that's when i see some people saying i'm a hard guy hard guy and people in love like FYK, as camp. We are humans, we have that emotion. That emotion is there. No matter how you try to suppress it, we are humans. It happens in trading too. So don't try to eliminate or disconnect your emotions from you because it is impossible. And trust me, some of your emotions may actually assist you in succeeding in trading yeah, because they are good emotions. Yeah. Confidence is a good emotion rather, but it's only bad when it is over, overconfident. So they are actually good emotions that can help you in trading. But once you start overstepping, raising the bar too much, just know that when it's time to stop yeah so i think it's what we draw the cutting for tonight so i think it's time for the interaction we'll taking questions interacting for the next few minutes ask questions about overconfidence probably come up to you and give us your own story on how overconfidence you know born to in the market and all of that we have tohib yusuf tohib please go ahead let's hear from you so i just wanted to say something about overconfidence i think overconfidence springs up from an inability to recognize that learning never ends, all right? Because for somebody that knows that the speaker fortune said something, he said, when you are overconfident, when you have so much confidence about yourself, when you believe that you've arrived, that's when you start feeling. Your wings bring you closer to your losses and vice versa. When you believe that you've known it all, whatever niche you are, whatever you do, and then you feel like there's no need to learn anything, that's the beginning of downfall because there are always new things to learn. So overconfidence springs up from the inability to know that learning never ends. So if you can recognize that you know stop learning, you just be balanced in your confidence. Okay, I can achieve this, I can do this, I can do that. Then you don't have so much confidence that you neglect some of the things you should actually do that will bring the right result. So we should always know that learning never ends, even if you are the best, even the best you learn. All right, thank you very much, Tohib Yusuf. Wonderful, let's have hair up. Hey, hope please unmute your mic. Let's hear your contribution or your question, whatever the case may be. All right. Good evening, everybody. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Mr. Fortune. I really enjoyed this particular seminar. It has been awesome. In fact, it's like it is meant for me. All right. So how would you advise someone that is trading synthetic indices to reward management in a very good way that, you know, you don't have to lose a loss, but you know, you know, as volatile synthetic indices is how you mitigate your losses to the extent that you don't lose so much money but then you still gain more all right awesome question you see i get asked this question very often whenever people ask me this question i bounce the question back to them how much is your trading capital be very honest how much did you start with to trade synthetic indices with okay let's say one is starting with hundred dollars if your starting capital is hundred dollars then the synthetic indices market is not for you that's true it's just like trying to push a car that fell into a canal with your own hands you are trying to push it only you want you try to push car without enter canal how you want it to now what you need to do in that case you need to probably get an excavator to pull out the car 
bring stronger arms or more manpower to plow the car. Two dollars to thirty dollars, four dollars. You know, they're flipping account, doing times twenty. But I asked myself one question: Can this thing be done repeatedly? Can it be done over and over again? Is there a defined system? Anything that doesn't have a defined system, I try to avoid it. I've tried to trade trading in this market before. I won't lie to you. Honestly, I saw that risk reward ratio was really high because price just moves one, two, three, boom, ten dollars gone. And how much is in your account? Hundred dollars. That's ten percent of your account gone on one trade. How do you even manage risk? So when I saw that, I could not even tweak this whole thing and try to fit into my system and let the synthetic in this market. So the problem is some people want to stay in that market mostly because of the profit or the screenshots this from other traders and that it does feel like one day i'll hit it big on the synthetic in this market but the truth is i did a research last weekend and i realized that people that trade profitable traders are only about 0.3 percent out of 100 that's more than 99 percent of losing traders that's about 99.7 percent of traders are losing traders so all these screenshots you see all these prophecy on the internet people look like they are winning most of them are just big lies and what they do they just trade those stuff so they probably buy their course or so for their signals if you're on my contact list on whatsapp you see i did a lot of dragging and table shaking on signal providers and subscribers you know both ways but what am i driving at in the setting in this market coming with a small account 100 dollars 200 300 400 you cannot really manage your risk properly because you cannot even define one percent you cannot define two percent even if you try to define it boom and crash for example boom and crash that just one spike comes after i think 500 and then one spike comes boom 500 boom 1000 one spike comes and in fact even if you have a stop loss it wipes trading with all the slippage so it wipes out your decision so if you are in that kind of market and that thing has happened over and over again what i see in that market so the better you come in with the better capital and you just do the right thing hey hope i hope that answers your question right yes in fact that's awesome thank you so much i really appreciate that on the imprint you only get honest answers yeah we don't sugarcoat things we say things as they are all right thank you for joining us tonight all right let's have johnson johnson please go ahead thank you very much for this section so i was just wondering because the title of the episode says overconfidence is a killer so i don't know if you could give us some tips on how to deal with low confidence what if you are suffering from or you have low confidence what can you say about it all right very good which market do you trade i trade the crypto market how long have you been trading tell us your experience with low confidence so you know i can release Low confidence is really vague. So just tell me, you know, scenarios when you have low confidence, how it's turned out, how it played out, what led to it. Okay, talking about low confidence, I think, let me say I've taken a total of 10 trades and the first trade I won it and the remaining nine, I lost it. So that's my experience. All right, very nice. So those losses are what led you to losing confidence in the market. Yes. I will tell you probably five or ten things now. You know, just roughly from my head and from my experience. First thing to do with what you call is low confidence, right? First yeah. of all, you need to accept the fact that losses are part of the game. That's the first thing you need to do. Accept that losses are part of the game. You know? So once you accept this, risk management comes in automatically. Once you accept that losses are part of the game, the next thought that comes is okay, how do I manage these losses? And that's where risk management comes in. Yeah. You can listen to I think episode 23 deals with all of risk management. Next thing you need to accept that making mistakes is part of the game. Like I said, by humans, emotions come. So once you do that, gradually you are now understanding that yes, because low confidence led to losses, right? So losses that led to low confidence, right? Mistakes you made led to low confidence. So once you start setting these mistakes, first of all, you start seeing it as part of you. Like I told people, training is more psychological than analytical. When you ask people these kind of questions, some people start telling you, create a trading journal, do it. No, no, I won't do all of that because I understand you know, this pitfall. So once you start accepting these things as part of you, fine. You start saying, okay, yeah. Number three, accept that the best traders make mistakes. The best traders make losses. Let me tell you one fact yeah profitable traders make more losses than they win 
I make more losses than wins. But the thing is, when I win, my win covers up all the losses. For example, in a sample of 10 trades, I can lose 6 trades and win 4. For those 4 I win, oh my god, they're going to cover up for the losses exponentially. So accept that expert traders still lose because another thing that causes low confidence is when you start seeing yourself as a newbie or you see yourself as two novice and then you see these other big guys. Maybe you guys have probably seen for some time yeah he knows his stuff and i like i know my stuff fine yeah but i lose to accept that fact next thing is plan your trades and trade your plan i know you do that very because obviously you're one of my students so i know you plan your trades i know you trade your plan i taught you guys that very well so i'm not able to doubt that at all these are basically the things you need to do low confidence is simple i know your analysis game is good yeah so it is very very psychological understand that losses come and all of that but let me ask in the series of trades you took your 10 trades say you lost like nine and one just one Obviously, that one cannot cover for the win, yeah. But have you ever thought or considered trading another market? Probably trying out forex market or something. Probably the crypto market is not mapped out for you. Maybe because of the volatility, the spikes here and there, the correlation. Because one about crypto market that I don't like is that when BTC is buying, every other thing is buying. To some people, it's an advantage because you just go ahead and click buy. But I'm not that kind of trader that just clicks because just one thing is happening. And when BTC is selling, everything is selling. But in forex market, there's dynamism. AUDS can be buying, GBPAUD can be selling one can be ranging the other one can be, you know that kind of stuff so probably the crypto market is normal maybe so have you tried trading on that market i won't lie to you guys futures trading has not really worked out for me well I mean, i'm always very honest with myself so the moment i realized this i mean i funded a few times like 100 400 dollars my futures account i tried to trade i make profit today i come again and i'm losing almost everything what is the point? So I just got out of the futures market and you know, just buy cryptos, long term, hold them, and then actively trade the forex market. You get so just get your edge. The moment I started taking my forex trading seriously, I've seen crazy turnaround. I'm not even going to lie to you guys, like crazy turnaround. This is not even the demo account. I'm handling accounts of thousands of dollars right now. So you see, probably the forex, the crypto market is not mapped out for you. Maybe you know, I'm just saying. So because when we go through these pitfalls or these errors in trading, there's really no one defined answer to okay, this. What you have to do? No, you try out this, try out that, try out this. So maybe I'm just saying the crypto market is not mapped out for you. All right. So what do you say to that? Thank you very much for your suggestions. They are really helpful. Well, firstly, the first step that I have taken is by taking a break. So I have been on a break for yeah, yeah. like three months now. That's the long break. That's the break. Okay. <laughs> Not just that I have intentionally been on the break, but for some other additional reasons. So I have been able to review my trading system, my plan, coming up with a more better approach and all that. It's been turning out quite well and I am getting ready to kick off anytime soon. But the break has really helped me because I noticed that I was getting some things wrong and that led to most of the losses not actually the market but it was more about me and i was trading so many pairs at the same time so i started sticking to one pair and i also feel like jumping into the forex market may not have been the answer for me because i was getting some things right so maybe it's not actually trying out new things maybe it's just trying to review what you have been doing and give it a different approach and i have been back testing and forward testing my refined strategy and it seems to be working out very well so i think the break is helping me to get back on track awesome one there you go guys like i mentioned the trading break thank you so much johnson for sharing your experience i believe other traders have learned how to do things better and all of that so thank you so much johnson thank you so much 
before we on the next person, I would love to have like a progress report on how you've been going so far. I can probably jump on the call, just text me on WhatsApp, yeah. Because I would love to know how your trading break turned out, the benefits, the effects you had on your trading and all of that. Alright, so let's have Alex. Yeah, good evening. You talked about overconfidence. I do struggle with overconfidence. With time, about two months or a month plus now, I've been able to work on it. I don't know if it will be useful for everybody. And what you actually said, Juliet, this is my first class with you guys on Twitter. What I actually do is, I have a demo account I do treat as my real account. So most times, I feel that maybe like today, I got my setup many times on a particular market pair, multiple retracement and all that. So I took my entry. I have a specific number of trade I take a day. But my setup keep recurring every time. For me not to give back to the market, what I've gotten, I had to go to my demo account and place those trades just for placing sake. Even though I know my setup, my system is good and okay for me. So when I feel like I'm done for the day and I still see my setup occurring and we as a human, we are always confident. That nature is just part of us. It's good to know what other people think about the market and all that. So that is it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome, Ali. There's a very thin line between having confidence in your own analysis and relying on other people's analysis. I love the fact that you mentioned that you might learn anything or two from other people's chats, but looking at other people's chat doesn't mean you should not rely on their own analysis. That's where it is very wrong. Relying on other people's analysis, please, as a beginner trader, you don't need to do that. Whatever strategy you trade, have confidence in it. Trade it, right or wrong, accept the loss. A win, accept the win. And that's how you learn, that's how you grow slow and steadily. Alright, thank you very much, Alex, for showing up on tonight's episode. We'll have Michelle. Right, Michelle, please go ahead and speak. Hello, everyone. Oh my god, I was expecting a female voice, but it's all good. <laughs> I have a question based on what Alex said. I had some experiences whereby you analyze the market yourself. Yes, you might get a buy, then someone else that you feel that maybe is better than you or stuff like that. He'll be saying, Sell this, sell this. At the end of the day, you will just, I might just discard my own analysis and just take that one. And the results will just be negative. You'll find out that what you analyzed was actually good. The market will actually buy. I just think sometimes we just need to stick to what we have. Don't take other people's decisions against yours. So my question is, Fortune, how do you know you're really making progress? I've been trading for a year now, blowing accounts, I've been flipping accounts, but there's this fear, you know, sometimes you don't have enough confidence you don't have what it takes to go to the next level so i, I just wanted to ask how do you know really know yeah. you have thank you very much uh, michelle i think progress can be defined when you have a system from the way you spoke i can obviously deduce that you don't have a system because you said you've been flipping accounts you've been blowing accounts you've been so doing all of that first of all as a trader flipping accounts should be out of the equation do not ever try to flip accounts now flipping accounts comes from probably you fund a hundred dollars or you fund thirty dollars you want to do hundred then from hundred you want to do three hundred from three hundred you want to do one thousand that's not what trading is that's gambling in my opinion in trading in a month you should be doing five percent profits for a start then probably move on to 10%. Right now, I'm between 15 and 20%. I'm not even going to lie to anybody and say, okay, I've been flipping accounts. I don't even plan to flip accounts because I trade a large account. Imagine trading a $20,000 account. Why would you want to flip it to $40,000? So when you know just doing 10%, 20% in a month, like $40 pays your bills and all of that. So why should you even try to flip an account? One major reason why many traders try to flip accounts is undercapitalization. We'll talk about that in one of the episodes, maybe. 
undercapitalization is also a killer in trading but then your question how do you measure growth first of all you need to have a system if you don't have a defined system you cannot measure growth just like someone who is trying to lose weight but today you are eating fat next tomorrow you are taking food with calories the other day you now take slim tea or you now take food that actually reduce weight the fourth day you now take something that make you fat you probably drink milk and eat chocolate then the fifth day you take another you know drink another slim tea or maybe you eat onions or you know eat garlic you're not even doing it properly you're just in a variety how do you even measure that you're losing it you cannot why because there's no system so i'll take first thing to do get a system get a system to follow and not only getting systems once you get the system there's another thing to follow your system so there's no system you can even measure your progress you cannot analyze your growth so first thing get the system then you can move on from there once you get the system trust me you'll not even be asking anybody how you can assess your, your growth or measure progress because there will be milestones you achieve without okay, you with my system in the next three months i should be doing five percent profit per month in the next six months i should be doing 15 percent you know that kind of thing and then you see that growth that consistency get okay, to so get the system first of all as far as there's no system in place you cannot i'm not even going to try to sugarcoat things you cannot measure progress what you'll be measuring is what's the opposite of progress you're measuring failure because there will be no different pattern today you are doing this more you are doing that right hope that deals with your question thank you it's so like i hit the nail on the head thank you was the only thing you said i'm obliged to touch you know vex if you feel the vex i beg yeah it was. i do drag you know vex well yeah that's just the truth man trust me the truth is what we need in this game thank you for coming out tonight on the imprinting this week's episode let's have sunny fortune i must say you are blessed tonight i don't know what brought me online but i came online to meet what i've been wanting to see concerning my trading actually aside the fact that i had friends who actually put me through all this i had a foreign coach and trust me nobody ever told me about overconfidence and you really hit the nail on the head right now when i actually started with my foreign coach not like my ta was that perfect but then i was always on the good side of the market I could take 10 trades and then take profit in nine good trades and then just lose one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Even me, I've never been that accurate. <laughs> so I started trading. I would even like to. And not like my TA was that perfect, but then I was always on the good side. So I got this confidence like there was no way I could lose in the market. And then I was able to recognize sniper entry that well, like those entries that could give instant profit. I continued like that for a while and then the confidence just came up on me and i was like there's no way i could see a sniper entry going to it that gives me profit and then it goes back to a loss i kept going like that and it was going good until just one day that it went bad and trust me that bad took me from top to bottom like nigeria (laughs) (laughs) actually blew a 500 dollar actually blew a $500 account and then it all happened in a space of no time because I actually saw a sniper entry and I was like there's no way I could lose on this trade and then I even forgot my risk management I didn't even set the stop loss and then I left it and when I slept over till the next moment I ended up on the bad side of all trades like I eat multiple stop losses then I came back with that same confidence hoping that it would still be as it used to be and trust me I couldn't do what I used to do so Coming here to see a topic like overconfidence is a killer, I tell you it has killed me a whole lot. And I'm really, 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 really glad. I love the fact that we have like a living experience. <laughs> <laughs> For real.
Thank you. This really helped. Thank you for sharing your experience with us and thank you for coming out on this week's episode of The Imprint. Trust me, I do not take you guys for granted. Like I mentioned, overconfidence in trading will lead to overtrading, thereby putting too much risk on the table on a single trade. And then when the trade fails, that's one thing about overconfidence. The moment you have one losing trade, it wipes out all the profit you made, even if you have a winning streak of 29 or 2 million. You know, I see some people boasting have had a winning streak of 30 or more. I'm not saying your winning streak, but are you profitable? That's the question. You can't be winning streak and then just one loss comes and wipes out everything. Overcompetence is not one thing you need. And like I've mentioned, you know, just have solid risk management rules and you are game. All right. Thank you very much, Sonny, for coming out to interact with us on tonight's episode of The Imprint. It's been a wonderful time interacting with all of you. Trust me. So much information has been shared. So much knowledge has been spilled. And I believe you all will make good use of it. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Imprint with Fortune Edwards. We see every single one of you and we do not take it for granted. This podcast holds life every Thursday at 8pm on Twitter Spaces and you can listen to previous episodes on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and many other relevant podcasting platforms. Just go to your favorite podcasting platform and search for The Imprint with Fortune Edwards and all previous 20 plus episodes will be staring right at you in the face. Don't forget to follow The Imprint across all social media platforms where we share valuable content on a regular basis. Also engage our posts, like, comment, share, tweet, retweet and repost. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the imprint underscore underscore and we're on Facebook and TikTok as the imprint. Always make effort to read our financially educational articles on medium. Just visit theimprintpodcast.medium.com. Thank you once again for interacting with us on the imprint. Do enjoy the rest of your week. Signing out, Fortune Edwards. 